folks, and welcome once again to the Late Late Capitalism Show. Uh, I'm your intrepid host, Dean. Uh, I have to just put a blanket content warning. Uh, we're we're going to get heated. Uh, we're going to get jaded. Uh, and as such, we're going to say uh, naughty, naughty words. I will let my co-hosts introduce themselves. To my left, I have. Yeah, you got Chance right here. And to my left. Megan, and to my left. I can be cruel. I can be stupid. You know, I could just be just like you. I've listened to Three Days Grace, folks. <laughs> uh, admittedly, not related to our topic in the least. We're going to talk about science and stuff. And I thought, what's the complete opposite of science? <laughs> three Days Grace. Three Days Grace, the dumbest fucking <laughs> band in the world. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, yeah, folks, I don't know if you've heard the novel coronavirus, COVID-19. What? Yeah, I know, right? Uh, it's been making the news, uh, making its rounds on in the news recently. And here we have the United States, the richest, most powerful country boo. to ever exist. Thank you. Yeah, boo. We got to put an automatic like, boo <laughs> yeah. track whenever we mention that. <laughs> uh, and the United States is currently getting its shit pushed in by COVID-19. Is it ever, man? It's actually, it's like, I, I look at the numbers and it causes it's like my heart to, yeah. to In fairness, though, like we are not doing no. much better. No, I, I read uh, an insane stat today. Alberta, if you count it as its own country, has the fifth most, most COVID, uh, like... Um, per capita? Yeah. First, fifth <laughs> most COVID per capita compared to every other country that's in amazing. the world. That's so insane. Cool. That's beautiful. Wexit, baby. We do consider it as an independent country yeah, as they're, well. They're wexiting their mortal souls <laughs> from their bodies. <laughs> <laughs> but also even adjusting our population to the U.S.'s population, they have double the amount of cases oh, yeah. per capita. No, they're, they're do. doing extremely poorly. Yeah. Which is incredible because we are consistently fucking things I up. I know. Ours is really bad. On so. a national, provincial, and in this city, municipal. More and also, like, the they are not... They don't have fucking masks on in any video I see of no. the U.S. Like all these movies that have come out lately, like Borat was filmed during COVID, my, and literally no one in the entire movie is wearing a mask. My like, favorite was the 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 Biden celebrations. All these people that were like, <laughs> yeah. Republicans are anti-mask and all this shit. And you look at the Biden celebration, yeah, it's like, to like five thousand. Yeah, they're like they're like <laughs> sucking they're tongues, party rocking the, in the street. Yeah, yeah, they're sucking tongues, like <laughs> fucking hanging out and like spitting on each other and stuff. And I was like, it made me anxious watching Sarah. that like, shit. Every we saw in New York when they were wearing masks. Quarantine oh, bangs is just like fucking and sucking. It's yeah. like, that's so sick. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah, like the, the stat that I, the other stat that I ran into today, comparing Ontario with Rhode Island, uh, that tiny little like speck of mud yeah. in <laughs> the middle of the Atlantic. Where Peter Griffin lives. That's right. Um, uh, Ontario has 14 times the population of Rhode Island. Yeah. And we have half as much COVID as they do per like, capita. Oh, per capita. Yeah. I thought you meant just like numbers. No, and no, I was no. like, oh Literally. my God. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah that's impossible. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> the 100% infection rate in Rhode yeah. Island. <laughs> hey, Peter, I've got the COVID 19 novel coronavirus. <laughs> 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 Which character was that? That's all of them. It's yeah. all that, they all sound like I'm that. just waiting for the episode Stewie dies, and it's it's because of COVID-19. <laughs> they'll, they'll bring him back. They're gonna <laughs> no, Stewie dies, but it's like SIDS. It's really sad, actually. <laughs> it's They're going to Photoshop him into the car with Paul Walker and Brian. <laughs> <laughs> he dies from Manchhausen by proxy. It's just <laughs> it's Lois like overfeeding him and shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, just, it's like really sad. It's really depressing. Yeah. And they, we, like, they, they don't play any jokes at all. There's no cutaway but gags. The, but they do it live in front of a studio audience where people are laughing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's us. We're all having a great but, time. <laughs> okay. Here, here's the whipped cream on top of this, folks, is even the inbred convict yokels of Australia. Have you seen like the yeah. mu music oh, fest? Oh, they're, yeah, they're yeah. back to normal again. It, it's like Western there. Australia or something, but they are fine. They haven't yeah, had a case they're having in eight massive months. Concerts. So, yeah, they're literally they are normal. again sonking and fonking uh, in the outback with ko koalas and shit. Yeah, it's also like the height of their summer. So they're having yeah. like full the like best. Bonnaroo festivals yeah, right no, now. They're, just, <laughs> they're yeah. marveling each other's like chiv chiseled surfer bodies. But on the, the anti-mask page I follow, they said that Australians are scared because <laughs> they're, they've been in lockdown for like three years or they something. They were in lockdown. <laughs> they yeah. were in pretty yeah. intense lockdown they for were. a long time, but they have not had a case in eight months. 
once er, in one part of Australia and now they are fully open again. Yeah, and now again, like crazy. they're appropriating the didgeridoo. They're just like having the time <laughs> of their lives out Right. There. They will get theirs because it's almost a wildfire season again. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Remember yeah, famously, fuck you guys. the start of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when Australia's had a really rough 2020. Yeah. It's like half of your ever. country. But again, like, of course, of course, like Canada and the States, we're going to get beaten by China. Of course, yeah. we were going to get be- beaten by like Vietnam. These countries, uh, yeah, like both, like, both culturally the and like their, their governments <laughs> are just are run much more efficiently yeah. than we are. Korea but the fact that these fucking Australians <laughs> are parting it up and we're still trapped at home. And their politicians are stupid yeah. as fuck. And they're fuck, so, so fucking dumb. Scott Morrison. That's a real shame we lost to Scott I know. Morrison it's like people. it's legitimately a travesty and Trudeau should resign. This, that's where the chats are from though. That's they're, right. they're pretty good. Well, yeah, yeah they're like, the only smart people in the country. Literally about to mention that. <laughs> yeah. Punk is like from Australia now. That's, that's yeah, where yeah. Australia is. Yeah, a million the, the sniffers. Oh, my God. Yeah, slap on Smoko for the folks at home. <laughs> yeah. Chats, please come on our show. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would do anything. Uh, anyway, folks, this the reason this is, is, of course, happening is that our government and the United States government just holds a deep contempt for their people uh, and generally wishes ill upon them. That's sort of the only mm-hmm. logical explanation for all of this. However, there is that shining city on the hill, Washington, D.C. There's a new sheriff in town. Ooh. Uh, Joe Biden is the the hero of the Democrats and the hero of the country. And he's the ace up the sleeve of, you know, this this new golden era that we're, we're going to be living in. Last week, uh, Nancy Pelosi was asked why uh, she had jumped on board for a greatly diminished COVID uh, relief package. Uh, did you see this? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So her reply was, quote, it's okay now because we have a new president, a president who recognizes we need to depend on science. Between the Democrats and the Republicans, one of the big, biggest differences, well, two. One is we believe in science, science, science. And the other is that we believe in governance, governance, governance. Oh cool. Yeah. You. So, I love that. Yeah. Oh. Also, I love like, sure, okay, believing in science, but they, they don't actually you know, do anything about it no, or they listen list, to it. it. They listen to the yeah, scientists. No, they're still they, they, believe, they believe it's there <laughs> some somewhere doing its thing. But It's the exact you know. perfect parallel to believe women. Believe science is the new believe women where it's like, oh yeah, great. They just great. don't do it but at all. But they just don't actually do it where yeah. it's like, oh hey, you remember Joe Biden like raped a woman? They're like, no, no, no yeah, believe women, but just believe not, not her. Yeah. Believe science, just not the one that says fracking's bad. Exactly. Uh, and this is what we're talking about today. So like, Joe Biden, he's going to save the country. He's going to do it by believing science. But who is this science guy that I'm mm-hmm. hearing so much about? Bill, <laughs> Bill Nye. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bill yeah, Bill. who is this science guy? <laughs> we <Fuck>. know him. <laughs> uh, I walked into that one. <laughs> yeah, so we have a president that believes science. Democrats believe science. But what about the rest of us? This I found an October poll found that over 25% of Americans uh, seldom or rarely wear a mask when going out. <laughs> 25%. <laughs> oh my god. That, again, that's a couple months old, but still. Wait, what was that? Only Millions 25% say No, 25%, 25% don't, don't wear a mask. That's a lot of fucking. Yeah. That, yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot that's probably people. more than this fucking country of yeah. people not wearing masks. Uh and then of course we also as we've touched on uh last week, both he- here and in that country, there's been multiple uh, anti-mask pro-choice about what I wear on my face uh, wearing protests, which, you know, is it's a minority, but it's a pretty vocal minority. Oh, yeah. Uh, that has been dominating headlines. They recently. really know how to, to dominate the Facebook comments <laughs> groups, yeah. I gotta say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, every single story is like the yes. first top comment is always like, Fuck you, Trudeau. I will, I dare you to fucking come to my house and eject yeah. me. You'll have to tie me down first. <laughs> all of these comments. You better be wearing your paint when you do it. All yeah, these communists wearing masks out in public and all this shit. Yeah. So what we have here is, again, the most technologically ad- advanced, the richest, and the most powerful country to ever exist. Also uh, has 
a not insubstantial amount of its population who believe that magic is real and that the deep state has replaced half of Hollywood <laughs> with perfect clones to hide the fact that Tom Hanks and his ilk have been executed by the president. That uh, but of course, we don't know any about any of that. The best part of QAnon. Yeah. Like, oh, well, yeah. There are literally thousands of Hollywood doppelgangers <laughs> running around. It's like, why would you replace them? Yeah. But, and again, with like, someone that does the same thing yeah. that the last we one We replace the first pedophile with a second more genetically pure <laughs> yeah, pedophile. It's, it's like they create a clone, but assume if that clone is going to pass as Tom Hanks, he also still has to be killing yeah. and fucking children. Yeah, right? yeah. Smearing the adrenochrome on the crackers. It's like, yeah. <laughs> what are you guys doing? But yeah, so we have this situation with like this insanely misinformed, conspiracy-minded pop, uh, population. How did we get here? How has education failed us? How has science failed us? How has journalism failed us? I like... It might be over-exaggeration. I know we have a lot of problems. But just how starkly insane it is that this is the reality that we're left with, it makes me think, like, the the failure and the disintegration of science communication is one of the most pressing issues, or if not, one of the most blatant issues in, like, modern American society. So what the fuck is going on? The answer that I have for you is, I don't know but I thought about it a lot and I have a lot of points on it and we yeah. can all discuss together and try to figure out uh, I'm, I'm the only one with a real science background, but you guys are all smarter than me. Are you, so. are you telling me that philosophy majors aren't scientists? I yes. think, <laughs> fuck. I, I think I know where it all went wrong. Okay. Uh, are you familiar with the, and I, Hey, before I make, I say this, I'm not talking about the freaking clowns in Congress. I'm talking about the insane <laughs> clown posse. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I, oh, I know about ICP. That's right. Whoop, whoop, juggalo fam for motherfucking ever. So in 2010, there was a song released called miracles. Beautiful uh, song. Beautiful song. Chances a fan. I made you yeah. and Megan listen to it at the cottage once at like oh, 2 a.m. As if, I hadn't heard it multiple uh, times. Miracle. It's a classic. All time. But I'm going to quote uh, Shaggy Too Dope. Yeah, I don't want to talk to a scientist. Y'all motherfuckers lying and getting me pissed. That's a classic. Oh. I That's believe the seeds were sown in 2010 when presumably billions of people listened to Miracles. For the yeah, time. That, that line. Yeah. And that the classic line, line fucking magnets. How do, they, How do they work? Yeah. I met a pelican in Cisco Bay. He ate my uh, cell phone. He, he ate my cell phone. He ran away. And ran away. That's right. <laughs> we could do the entire thing. But for me, that's when I started to realize, that, yeah, you know what? Scientists, they are fucking lying and getting me pissed. Yeah. I have a question. Yeah. When, okay, it's was there a time in North American colonial history, at least, where people really were like, scientists are cool and know a lot and are smart and I'm going to listen to them. Is this a modern issue or is this just like hmm. everyone who I would argue that it is, here it's is a very dumb. modern issue Okay, and I will get to that. Okay. Cool. Let's, let's go way back. Let's start with the basics. I'm going to try to not go after science as much because I would like a career in the field. Uh, <laughs> however, journalism, you motherfuckers have it coming. Uh, so I know one of Jesse's what number one What about Chance enemies. and Jesse who uh, are journalists all the time on Instagram by DMing people? That's true, so yeah. you're No, that's cyberbullying. That's okay. different. Okay. Yeah, that is different. That's yeah, actually I respect cyberbullying. I think bullying. it's actually considered harassment, but since we're an organization, they can't pin one of us down. So <laughs> that's, like, right. that's right. Although me asking Rob Carbone if he would fuck my wife is journalism. That's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's comedy, yeah. baby. I, I'm waiting for my bullets. No comedies, no uh, comedians have ever gone to jail. So yeah, like. The new Dan Rather over here. <laughs> yeah, Dan, I'd rather watch Rob Carbone fuck my life. <laughs> I think a large portion of this, uh, and this is something that definitely was talked about in classes that I've, I've had, is that there's just sort of an incompatibility with science and journalism in that journalists are, forgive me, the worst in that uh, they really, really like clickbaity, bold headlines that like drive traffic uh, and make these really big claims. That's not journalists. That's editors. I was going to yeah, say. I, I thought I that journalists get mad at the the headlines that they get presented bah, 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 with. Bah, 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 bah. Some like, branch whatever. of journalism. You're talking, yeah. you're talking about the. I'm not. I'm not pointing fingers at individual people. I'm talking about the field as a whole. Okay. All okay. right. And where yeah. it's gone because okay, that hasn't I always am, been. Okay. The case. I'm following. I'm yeah. following. So like 
you get really exaggerated findings uh, for studies, uh, which annoys uh, a lot of scientists, especially the people who spent years working on it, and then the public doesn't even understand what they're talking about. Although, in fairness, I should say, I in my research for this, I found a lot of university press releases will also do this in hopes of like bolstering the university. Right. Oh, like reputation. the alumni reviews and stuff when they when they talk about research and everything. Yeah, that and just like ge- like general press releases that the university gives to journalists. Right. Oh, okay. Uh, it's not like the actual researcher or scientist giving that uh, it's like like a publicist. release. It's a yeah. publicist from the university who will like jizz it up a little bit. <laughs> jizz it up? <laughs> yeah. Bro, I'm constantly <laughs> jizzing up. That's a, that's a phrase people use. Uh, but this is why like in every like USA Today rag or whatever, you'll see like there's a new food that causes cancer. Uh, even if like two months ago that food uh, cured cancer. So right. yeah. I need to Did you mean to say like judge? <laughs> judge. I said judge. Did you watch Queer Eye and just be like, man, these guys are talking about <laughs> jizzing all over the place. Like, are jump. they allowed to do this? <laughs> Yeah, it's filthy what they allow on Netflix nowadays. That's right. Just going to some Georgia dope's house. I mean, you need to jizz all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I can think of. I don't need this. (laughs) No, okay. Okay, please continue. Thank you. But yeah, like no one really gives a fuck or even really knows what you're talking about when you say like, oh, mice fed on a corn-based diet with higher levels of polyunsaturated fats had a 15% increase in like free radicals compared to a control group. Right. That that doesn't really mean anything to anyone. But if you say eating corn causes cancer, mm-hmm. people are going to click, right? Mm-hmm. When again, the study doesn't say anything like that. Yeah. So this is a major issue. Uh, another point is that scientists forgive me, are not the most personable or captivating <laughs> speakers. Is that, is that racist to say <laughs> They just need to jizz it up a bit more. Yeah, they, they, scientists you scientists have to are like, so bad at jizzing it up. You have to like follow them a little That's closer true. at the grocery store, you know what I mean? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm talking about racism. I'm talking about being racist yeah, towards know, scientists. <laughs> scientists, you know they're always going through the full body scanner. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, random check. We got a scientist uh, coming through. Oh, you got beakers in here? Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, hello, officer. I can see the pens in his pocket protector. Please hurry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so especially when it comes to the public forum as it exists today, scientists can have problems holding attention, partially because they don't have training. They're not media people. They're lab technicians yeah, uh, and the, like math whizzes and stuff. Stats doesn't mean you're good at speaking. Exactly, people, right? yeah. Uh, and to a certain extent, I like in reading a lot of like defenses. There is a, one article in particular, like in defense of the ivory tower, why why I'm Oof. not leaving it, oh which is a bad title. <laughs> but like when criticized, uh, there was like a McLean's article talking about like oh like scientists, especially now this is like written in 2016. Like we need you now more than ever. We need like experts. Uh, like we need technocrats running everything X Y Z. Uh, this person's response was. I'm not trained in public speaking. I'm not trained in convincing people how to like follow an argument or anything. That's not my job. My job is to mix chemicals together and like figure out what happens. It's true. So it's, like it's reporting. Yeah, I, I gladly do that, but pay me more. Was yeah. was basically the argument, which it, is fair enough. It's empirical reporting and data gathering yeah. and stuff like that, which is completely different from like public speaking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then you're saying the problem is then when that portion of the job does get transferred to someone else, they fuck it up. Because people don't click on it when it's boring. Well, that's the thing, right? Like, I understand that argument, but my response and my retort is, and this, again, this is just me personally speaking, but I know it's not your job, not in your job description. Sorry, ma'am, I'm just here to mix beakers together. But, like, don't you, I would argue that you have a personal responsibility beyond your job description to try to make the world a better place and make people more educated and make more informed political decisions based on empirical evidence. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you don't give a fuck about trying to do that and you're just like, ah, oh, fuck that, I'm here for the paycheck, that's not really what the spirit of science is about, in my opinion. It's mm-hmm. it's actually, it, your opinion lines up a lot with what goes on in the humanities when it comes to like research and like bringing that research to the public uh, sphere. Which is funny because I don't think it, maybe it does come up in science, but the way you're talking right now, it obviously doesn't as much. Like there's this barrier between like what my research has done and then me presenting it to the public Mm -hmm. is like these two separate things. Whereas like in the humanities for a long time, 
there's been arguments about accessibility, right? Where it's like what you're doing should be accessible to everybody, right? Like it, it should be accessible to someone who just picked up your work for the first time and hasn't read any back, any kind of background or has uh, no understanding of what you might be talking about and trying to make it so that they it's easily explained to them so they can understand it, right? Which it, It's funny that the humanities has picked up on that, but in the science field, it seems like there's some people that are uh, defensive against that, and I guess. And I feel like the humanities yeah. are very critical of themselves, and that's where stuff like that comes from. Like, so much of humanities research now is like, and I feel like this is another sort of, you can call this an issue within the culture of like that type of study, but of like being the edgiest. So then saying like every other person in my field is bad because they haven't done this thing. So then you try to like one up everybody by saying something. And then you, but you do get a lot of like interesting, like what does our research mean? Like, what is this department about? Whereas I feel like science, because it's so like, okay, everyone knows the scientific method. Like we need to do this and this and prove this in this exact way. And then we're like, here's our report. And I'm going to touch on that more later, but yeah, science is very empirical. Yeah. There's (laughs) less uh, inward critique. Yeah. Is, is, and yeah, and it's not like a one-on-manship on t- t- seeing who could be the most postmodern. Yeah, you know, yeah. and who can interrogate themselves the most. I yeah. love that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I do, baby. Yeah, you should read Infinite Jazz, babe. That's right. Oh fuck <laughs> off! How long is it? This guy, uh, these guys, footnotes. trying to pick the up girls infinite. with Infinite Jest. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> Back on track, scientists. Not the most personable, not the most captivating speakers. In truth, I only know of like one or two uh, universities in Canada that offer science communication classes, let alone like getting a degree in it, just like a class. Oh, strange. Yeah. Uh, It's just not really considered. Yeah. But also, my own personal conjecture, studying science breaks your brain. Mm. It breaks your brain in really precise, but like all-encompassing ways that make you sort of like vaguely off-putting to talk to. And I would say that someone should study this, uh, but if they did, it would break their brain in a really precise way that would make it impossible to talk to them about it. But like, it didn't always used to be like this, right? A couple hundred years ago, scientists was just like a cool, fun way to do colonialism if you were bored. You could bandy about some pristine tropical island with a boy servant and a box of snuff. And you could, like, just tear the shells off giant tortoises and see what's underneath we them. We just watched Master and Commander. That's uh, where he's getting this idea movie, from. Though. You could, like, electrocute frogs for it's fun. Like, w- was there a proportion of scientists that were just, like, in it to drink fucked up shit? Yeah, like yeah, that was, a ba- like, that was the whole, like, elixir of immortality, right? See, they, I, ju- they would just mix shit oh, together. Oh, when they ate mummies for fun? Or those yeah. maybe weren't scientists, they were just, like, Well, like def- depends how you define so, so scientists. They got to drink the sarcophagus juice that everybody's been talking about. They yeah. literally did that. That's cool. Yeah, like, you, but you would, like, like, taking the bag of empties and tilting it on. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you'd, like, drink mummy juice, or you'd, like, stuff a dodo full of dynamite just to see what happens. And then later you'd get knighted and buried in Westminster <laughs> Abbey. Like, that's how that worked. It was great. It's like that ship of British guys that just killed a bunch of fucking penguins. Yeah, <laughs> just just because they couldn't run away. <laughs> that was so, science back yeah. then. Oh, that's so it's like, I can't fuck with the colonialism, but I can fuck with just, like, drinking juice and becoming the invisible man. So what you're yeah. saying is science was fun at one point. Science used to, be, used to kick ass, and it used to be something that really cool, bored, rich white dudes would do. It just sounded right. like the original uh, fraternity. And it, and it wouldn't break your brain because you were just doing cool fun shit with no actual rigor or repercussions. Yeah, it was like Tomb Raider. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it's not the case now. Although all scientists, if you ask them, secretly yearn for this golden era where you could just do whatever and call it science and then get knighted. Yeah, every uh, scientist wants to shoot a condor with an elephant gun. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah, just to be showered with feathers and viscera. Darwin's temptation. I was going to say, <laughs> I, I wonder if that's what the fascination with uh, Darwin comes from, too. Well, yeah, no, he because he, he was, was the ultimate dude rock dude. <laughs> yeah, he just, he <laughs> sailed around the world eating like weird turtles that he no one had ever seen before, no one from Europe at least, and yeah. then just went home and like had sex with his cousin and wrote about it. Great life. He um, wrote about having sex with his cousin? <laughs> yes. Because that's cool. <laughs> Yeah, now on the basis base. of sex. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> what's up the Darwin Awards were? They were the original like adult video. Awards. <laughs> You'd write in stories to them that like I don't know, fucking a milk wench, and he'd be like, "Ah, oh, I say, best My original word. plot." And but so current scientists 
don't have this luxury. And now they have to like really hyper specify their research in any hopes of like getting published or receiving funding. Uh, so like you'll have a person who spends like decades of his life investigating what color wing tips will make one songbird in like central Thailand the most horny. Uh, the way you're talking, it sounds like rough. we just know too much and we should just stop science making. Yeah, that's general. That is exactly <laughs> what I want everyone to gather from this <laughs> conversation. But like, yeah, you have to really sp- hyper specify your research. And if you spend s- 10 years thinking about this really tiny, like uh, unanswered question about, you know, biology, biology or physics or whatever, it breaks your brain. And that's just an occupational hazard. It happens to everyone. You sort of have to deal with that. And as such, again, it makes it hard to relay the information that you're gathering about this really specific, really interesting, important thing because you're just so hyper-focused and hyper-fixated on it. And you've only been talking to other people who also know everything about exactly. this one fish. It makes it really hard to like convey that information. I'm not saying that people can't do it well, but it does. it is a barrier. It's something that you have to really work on communicating. Yeah, the more I'm thinking about it, the more public scientists usually are very broad in what they talk about like they're, they're very like, broad oh. and also a lot of public scientists are not scientists yeah they're like oh like david suzuki talks about like ecology and stuff yeah. like that and bill nye talks about mostly like physics and yeah, stuff but bill, bill nye i think has a, a bachelor's yeah, yeah. bill nye isn't a scientist i'm saying yeah, pu- yeah quote unquote yeah. public scientists right That's whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> i know <laughs> he said he was the science yeah, guy just, he didn't just say he was a people. scientist yeah neil, neil degrasse tyson is a real scientist yeah, and a real yeah, yeah he fucking sucks yeah but i love degrassi yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's the one who put Drake in the wheelchair. <laughs> fucked up. He's the one who shot Drake. That was the big twist. <laughs> when am I going to mention guys that just study the same fish? I'm imagining like six scientists wearing the hat that says, women want me, fish fear me. <laughs> that's all I've been laughing at. <laughs> well, you, also get, you also get scientists, though, eventually, like, um, like Richard Dawkins. Right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, we were just talking about this because Dean had never seen the We Are All Africans shirt. Oh, yes. Which is... The yeah. The funniest shirt. Or Have the, you seen it? Where did, what, is, is that a Richard Dawkins thing? Yes, Richard mm-hmm. Dawkins has a shirt and he posted in it. It used to which be his like, like, author photo, which said, we are all Africans on it. And everyone was like, okay. And the big meme now is editing Rachel Dolezal's face <laughs> onto yeah. the shirt. So, I like, yeah. like that. Yeah, Dawkins is an interesting case because like that, like we are all Africans, sort of speaks to the the tone deafness and again, like the hyper specificity breaking their brains because like humanity it does all like homo sapiens comes from africa that's where like our species came to be yeah. and like migrated across the world out of africa uh this is a pretty widely supported like idea in science a widely supported theory not by mohawk people baby we deny that the the land bridge theory oh I don't know why. Okay. <laughs> we do. If you ever read the Warrior Handbook, uh, the very first line is, there was no land bridge. They're all liars. Okay. <laughs> which I, is pretty cool. I have one final thing to add about Richard Dawkins, which is one of the funniest tweets I had seen at the time and still think about since. Richard Dawkins from 2015, uh, January 31st specifically, good idea to beam erotic videos to theocracies, not violent women-hating porn, but loving, gentle woman-respecting eroticism. Nice. I love that. Richard cool. Dawkins, unprompted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just asked if this was your handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> we just asked where you were the night of, uh, uh, you know. Uh, 9-11. 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think something 1963, Dallas, I don't know. But, um, <laughs> but no, Dean, you're saying that he's sort of not grasping how it, why it is bad to just be like, we're all Africans because yeah, he's he, missing any of the cultural context of that at all. He's completely blind to any like cultural significance that that idea would have. Because he's like, well, means, it's true. Accuracy but, means more than what it's conveying. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, yeah, that is true. But like, think about like the ramifications of what you're saying and the impact that's going to have on people. Also, like, Science has this sort of built-in like anti-aggrandizing mechanism that makes it really hard for uh, journalists uh, and really easy for science deniers uh, because uh, the scientific method basically never proves a hypothesis. It just fails to disprove yeah. a okay, hypothesis. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes it so scientists can never really say, this is true. All they can say is, a lot of evidence points to this being true. Yeah, with climate change, they have to say like 96% of scientists yeah. agree on this thing, but... Or even like, like the furthest they could go, yeah, would be like, 
it's it's most plausible yeah. that this is the case. It is the most likely explanation yeah. that this is how this natural phenomenon occurs. Which is so funny because that's why you have the theory of gravity, even though like we know gravity exists. Exactly. Because like and that's just like a weird lexical quirk of science is huh. that a widely supported hypothesis that has been supported across the globe in multiple experiments For years. is called a theory. Yeah, there's no objective yep. yeah. truth. Like one, once the hypothesis is pretty much accepted universally, it's called a theory, uh, which in modern like parlance and like normal conversation, a theory is something that might be true. Yeah. And that's still true of theories. But again, that's like saying gravity might be true. Yeah. Mm. Like we're, we've got a pretty good grasp theories, on that one. Theories in uh, science is like the most plausible explanation. Yeah. Okay. Mr. Gravity Defender, uh, how come if you cover yourself in oil and it rains, you just start floating? Up? <laughs> yeah, come on. Did you think about that one? <laughs> I don't think we've addressed the elephant in the yeah, room. That's true. You you rock it up. That's how they <laughs> got the space shuttle, right. shuttle up there, babe. I love the term science deniers because it makes me think of the Santa deniers. <laughs> science deniers walking outside, not floating off into space. Yeah. <laughs> Calm down. It's just science truth memes. <laughs> Yeah, but because of like the fact that we call them theories and the fact that we can't really prove anything true, it makes it really, really easy for science deniers to be like, eh, well, like, you know, that's just a theory. Or like, oh, well, you know, that's just what one study found. I was going to say, that's what I hear a lot, which is yeah. like, oh, you can find a study to prove anything. Yeah. Which is which is uh, wrong. Like, that's not the truth. Yeah. It, it, it can be true in that a lot of scientists and like, Technically, they've gotten degrees or stuff, uh, but like scientists employed by, for example, the energy sector yeah. will uh, do a, a study with maybe like a sample size of five mm -hmm. in which they find like, oh, uh, motor oil, when you pour it on a seagull, actually makes them fly faster. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, and they're like, see, don't we want more motor oil so we can have faster but, seagulls? But the thing is, is like, okay, so the conclusions can contradict each other. Right, between yeah. studies. But the data itself, unless it's fudged, will not be contradictory. It, it Like, you just have to look at the data itself. So, like, we did this thing where it's literally what you were saying about how you need to have someone to explain research. Mm -hmm. So, like, we did philosophy of uh, neuropsychology, right? Yeah. Where we looked at data about brain research, its conclusions, and then looked at how these conclusions could be false based on the research alone. Yeah. Because the research isn't actually saying what the conclusion is saying. The research is just showing data itself, and they're drawing and conclusions. And then you draw, yeah, you you're extrapolating yeah. from it. And that's usually what happens with these things, too, is like unless they're lying about the data, like it, the sample size could be skewed and whatever so that they get the conclusion that they want. But like you'll see that the sample size is skewed if you look at the data, yeah. is what I'm saying. And like I, I could talk for another hour about how you can skew data with yeah without yeah, yeah. like while well, following all of the rules of the scientific method yeah without tripping like, someone how else. you phrase your hypothesis or like uh, something called p hacking uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah very funny uh, but like basically like trying to fudge your numbers and fudge your results in such a way where you get a significant result yep. uh, that has, you can have like a massive sample size. You could do everything by the books. And if you know how to jumble the numbers with P hacking, you can get a significant result where otherwise you wouldn't have. Yeah. Right. Eat a bunch of okay. asparagus, hold it in all day. <laughs> it's extreme, <laughs> extreme water sports. P yeah. Hacking. That that's a major issue. Also, as Megan alluded to before, there's just the general sort of mindset and like uh, framework by which many scientists operate. Of course, like with people like Dawkins, these are generally older people. They're on their way out, but they still have a lot of sway because of tenure and stuff. They're still like really well-respected academics who uh, mold the way their universities and their uh, fields think about things. I'd say, and again, I don't want to get in trouble <laughs> for saying what I'm going to say, but I'd say it's... A lot of scientists, at least the the old guard, are very, very modernist. They like see science as like this noble pursuit of truth, 
full of enlightened minds trying to like figure out how the universe works. It's a high-minded institution that must be protected and respected. I don't think that's a controversial thing to say. Also, I think that's pretty yeah, well Normally, understood. I'm worried about us getting canceled for being like ableist or racist <laughs> or something. And so, Dean's yeah. like, uh, guys, I might get canceled for saying the old guard of scientists are modernists. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You guys didn't even hear the thing I said that got me canceled earlier, <laughs> <Yeah>. theoretically. <laughs> Unless I keep mentioning it. Yeah, the, the cutting room floor is just full of oh, like, yeah, fireable offenses. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's not my fault. Like a, a lot of grad students will like protest uh, what I've said and say like, no, no, we're actually, we're really disillusioned and edgy. So, uh, but I think the majority of people in the field, like at least nominally subscribe to a very modernist view. And maybe I'm jaded and maybe I just spend too much time online. So I'm really like uh, inundated with like postmodern, hyper-referential, irony-soaked uh, cultural takes. But I feel like this modernist, like high-minded approach that a lot of scientists have just isn't compatible with communicating online and communicating with the majority of people. Of course anymore. not. Yeah. It's an exclusive club. It, yeah. And that's they a want major it, issue. And they want to keep it that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, like they, which understandable, they worked hard to get to that position to have that authority. But at the same time, if you're not using that authority to communicate to people, then what's the purpose of that position? I have a thought though, because I feel like part of what we're maybe getting at in, in this issue is that scientists have trouble crafting a narrative because they're so focused on the fact and these like on these facts and hyper fixation on things. But the tenets of like modernism is that it's part of a narrative. And you're saying so these people like are part of this ideology that sees science as part of this broader narrative. And like maybe that would be helpful in science communication, but they don't actually succeed at it. Well, yeah. when, when I say modernist, what I'm trying to refer to is like belief and faith in institutions. Yeah, I believe. Oh, okay. I, th Alrighty. I think I think what you're saying, though, is true, though, Megan, like they they've. They've missed the last step, which is actually the conveying part, which is like what Dean has been saying this whole time. Yeah. But like people forget that that's also a huge part of modernism is that it becomes like this public understanding. And it's not just about these institutions maintaining their structure in society, but it's also that effect of those structures on society. And they're kind of missing that step. Like they're not fulfilling the whole thing. They're, they're kind of like half-assing the modernism in order to be kind of like self profiteering i guess you could say like it's like it's more uh individualistic rather than uh modernist as like a societal whole where they see themselves as part of like the cogs that spin that help everyone else get better it's more so like my research is helping me further my career if that makes sense yeah and like they just they have faith in what they're doing. They have faith in science and the scientific method. And the scientific method works and like ha has a lot of merit, but it's not it's not infallible to, you know, human machinations, be they conscious or unconscious bias. Uh, and bias and unconscious bias has always tried to been taken to, into account uh, by scientists because again, they want to be as objective as possible. But I feel like a lot of them believe that they are able to be objective and like because they have faith in this institution, they have faith in the method. They think if I follow XYZ steps, I will not be biased and what I find will be true mm -hmm. and completely divorced from any opinions that I have. Postmodernism argues that that is not possible. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, yeah. You can't, you can't be fully removed. At, exactly. It's a part of the human condition yeah. to be involved. So when you have people like Dawkins or like, you know, God forbid, he's the worst example, of course, but Charles Murray, who uh, say like, oh, I've, I've got this data. I'm a scientist. This is empirical. This is object like objective uh, that black people are dumber than white people. I'm sorry, them's the facts, ma'am. That's Charles Murray. That's, he's quoting Charles Murray for the yeah, record sorry, as well. Yeah, no, yeah that, that's Charles Murray. <laughs> that that, that's that's findings a, that he did on IQ text. No. Read the bell curve that's or please don't. Yeah, a no. direct yeah. quote Steal from Dean. Steal the bell Dean. curve and burn it or flush it down the toilet with the rest of the toilet. Dean's actually yeah. wearing a shirt that says what he just quoted. It's really <laughs> I'm wearing weird. a bell curve shirt. <laughs> We're all wearing, the The rest of us are wearing the Rick, Richard Dawkins beam woman loving erotica shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I have the We Are All Africans one. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, we need to get merch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, Rachel Dolezal's face over the We Are All Africans yeah. one. That's fucked. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like 
when you have these people who are like are espousing like what I find, what I say is objective and true and backed up by evidence. Yes, of course, like science tries to be these things, but to consider it infallible is wrong. And when you espouse that, it makes people see you as sort of a charlatan, right? right? Yeah. It, make, it makes you seem shifty, like you're hiding your agenda. Uh, and because of that, it diminishes people's faith in science and makes them believe in clones of Kevin Spacey or what have you. Well, but it'd be, you're conflating two different ideas, though. I am? In that, in that last conclusion, yeah. With like the Kevin it, Spacey bit? Because that was mostly a joke. I know it was mostly a joke. But like, you have to clarify that postmodernism does not lead to anti-science. No. No, I'm not saying that at all. No. I was no, going to say... It just means being more aware and more willing to critique yeah. these institutions. If anything, it's... it's uh, it's just more inward looking yeah. on the scientific method and, and the people that uphold the aspects of, and of like science. Th- these, this is an argument that's also been happening in journalism a lot recently. Yeah. Uh, with whether or not you can objectively report the news. Right. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A, a lot of younger people are arguing, I can't. I know I can't. I come from these backgrounds. Yeah. I, I have like these preconceived notions and that's going to color the way I write about things. So I may as well be upfront about that and honest. Good use of words. You're saying they believe too much in institutions and believe too much in objectivity, and that leads people to distrust them because people don't believe in these same institutions and in the fact that the scientists are objective. But, no one really believes in anything anymore. <laughs> okay, so but so that's one issue. But you're, we're also talking about how the fact that they can't proclaim anything as truth leads to a lot of like people with bad intentions saying like they don't really know so like they they could be wrong like climate change could be false so like how do you bring those two issues together the fact that they have to call it a theory and they can't say for sure like oh i'm 100 percent sure about this but at the same time like they believe that they are correct from all standpoints I think, uh, like, I don't mean to cut off Dean because Dean probably has a way better answer than I do. But I think it's one of those, they, a lot of the times they see not being able to give concrete answers on things based on their data is a byproduct of the institution, uh, but it's not necessarily how they actually believe things are. So, like, as scientists, they might genuinely believe that, like, my research proves this. I just can't write that down and I can't say it out loud because that's not what our institutions do like in the science field. It's more like a bureaucratic thing rather than like a self-belief thing. I believe I could be wrong though. Dean no. probably has more insight on that. No, I, I think that's fair. Like I'm, I'm not saying that what like these points that I have are like a unified theory. No. Yeah. Every uh, scientist is different. Yeah. And like mostly this is me just sort of spitballing like issues that I see with the field and with, you know, the act, actual act of imparting science and scientific information on the public. And there's been a lot of writing in actual scientific uh, fields on, like, what the public is and whether there is or is not one public. Yeah. Or even the idea that we should have a public versus the non-public, the actual ivory tower scientists. So th- there's a lot of different angles that you can tackle this issue. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, the, these are just the ideas that jumped out to me yeah. as like possible stopping points. So where would you think it would break down the most between, and I know we just said like, what's the public, but the general public understanding what's happening in a pandemic and what research scientists are doing and what they're learning about this virus, like epidemiologists, like where do you think a major breaking point between the two is like why don't people believe in it is it just that people have a lot of motives to not believe in it so they don't want to and that's just like a general human problem of like religious people some religious people don't believe in evolution because they have a reason they don't want to believe in evolution like is the pandemic the same way like why why is it that we listen to some science and and not others maybe yeah i like this brings me to my final point which so far i've just laid out just basic factual reasons why it's difficult to communicate science Mm -hmm. and like really complicated scientific ideas now why is the public unwilling to receive these ideas megan you asked me before is the science science communication problem a modern issue or something that's just always been the case and definitely it's ebb and flowed but i think particularly now we have an issue especially when you compare the 40s to 60s america right back in like the war times and during the cold war um the scientist was sort of the er-American. 
Oh, yeah. Cold War is probably a huge part of that, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was massive, right? Back then, there were so many like action movies and B-movies where the, the leading man was a scientist. Even like you look at like Indiana Jones, a, a figure like Indiana Jones, who is like specifically a callback to those early serials, could not exist in today's world, right? The well, fact that okay, isn't Captain America some? Or I guess he's more of just a billionaire, he's, but he's, no, he's, he's Captain America. He's a soldier. Is a soldier. Sorry, sorry. Oh my god, I meant Iron Man. Um, <laughs> yeah, Iron well, Man he's is a venture capitalist. Yeah, he's he's a cat. But he's also like him and and Hulk or whatever are supposed to be like right. Brain but these are characters geniuses. that were made in the fifties and sixties. Mm, that true. is true. Yeah. Uh, but Indiana Jones, like the stuffy Harvard professor, could not also be an action star now. That just doesn't happen. And I guess they focus more on Iron Man's venture capitalism now than they do on, yeah. like, they make yeah. him do science stuff, like, a couple times in the yeah. series. Yeah. And, like, the science stuff is in there is just, it's so far advanced, it's just, like, magic. Yeah. yeah. You know? It doesn't like, really mean anything. anything. We don't have to explain it. You wouldn't understand anyways. <laughs> just watch the adventures. You're having fun. Yeah. So I think partially this comes back, it comes down to uh, the fact that education uh, is so much less accessible now than it was like even 40 years ago. Of course, I'm well okay. for white people. Ra- racial and, yeah. and gender lines yeah. there. W- racial and gender lines different. But like f- in terms of like economics, <laughs> <Yes>. yeah, <laughs> it was just more, much more accessible to working class people, which definitely made the idea of like a man of science being the hero more popular. But also science, at least in the view of popular culture back then, uh, was really fixated on what people could do. So, like, we could put a man on the moon. Uh, we could turn large sections of Nevada into irradiated wastelands. Boy, did they. <laughs> we can, like, psychologically break inmates with, like, novel experiments where we make them pretend to electrocute each other. Right. Like, that was fun shit that you could do as a scientist. This is... Okay, I'm, I've been thinking about that, what, what we just said about the accessibility of education. And it's literally just that like white men shape our culture so much that like white men used to be able to go to college a lot more and now they can't. And this has like fundamentally changed like everything about how we believe in science possibly. Whereas like every other group of people is probably going to college a lot more now. And it, But even if you do changing. go to college, <laughs> there's a lot less that you can do with that degree than you could before. Which yeah, is also is a major fair. issue. I, like again, if, if you again, that would be along yeah. racial and gender lines. Though. Yeah, so. but like if you went to college in like 1963, uh, got your four year degree, uh, like you oh here like here's a hundred thousand dollars for the rest of your life and a blowjob machine. Like you're set, nice. no sweat. Uh, now we're in this situation where the best that we can hope for is having a podcast. You know, yeah, the new blowjob and a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for Soros to hook me up with that money for a blowjob machine. Yeah. Wait for Sora from Kingdom Hearts to <laughs> <laughs> give, me, give me neck. Be careful. He's a child. Huh? I don't know. I've never played those games. <laughs> uh, but science, science, again, in the 50s and 60s, was about doing cool shit. Right. Uh, now science, by necessity, is aligned uh, with a lot less nationalist, a lot less like fun, jingoistic shit that you can do. And it's much more aligned with uh, more more liberal, more globalist ideas, right? Just because of climate change. So, like, before science was like, oh, like, nuclear fission, rocketry, fun stuff. Uh, nuclear fission, bad. But fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> For who? Now, now they make AIs, though, which are bad, but they consider fun, so... Well, yeah, I'm not even... I'm talking about child. science, technology as a whole other, like, digital Silicon Valley. I don't know anything about that. I'm not talking about that shit. AI I can t- uh, You know what? I'll give you an that, AI that stuff is all, That is, again, specifically aligned with venture capitalism uh, as opposed to, like, government-funded agencies. But right, right. Private companies make AIs and governments make nukes. So yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> we yeah. live in a society. <laughs> <laughs> but... Now, science is a lot less nationalistic, at least in the public imagination, right? It's all about reducing personal consumption, putting, putting like, environmental restrictions on companies, uh, and, like, joining, like, united efforts and treaties to combat climate change. Making bacteria that eats plastic. Yeah, that shit is a lot less uh, nationalistic and jingoistic. Making a virus that eats small businesses. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's all coming together. So like now now that science isn't America first and isn't trying to beat the Ruskies at whatever dumb race that we're fighting them in, the scientist is a maligned figure to the right wing now. Which is just some bish that's like trying to like yeah, they're empty kill landfills or yeah. something. Like yeah. the scientist is the guy telling you, oh no, you shouldn't do that. Oh no, you shouldn't do that. Wear a seatbelt. Yeah, you shouldn't drive a big truck. You shouldn't wear a seatbelt. Uh, you shouldn't drink that big soda. Probably you know, all, again, all the fun things that we used to do all yeah, the time in the 50s. Yeah, that we used to love. Yeah, that we would love to that do. That we still love going back to doing. It's like, it's it's because they stopped making Revenge of the Nerds movies. It's like, <laughs> science, scientists were respected in the 80s and 90s because those movies were like, oh, these nerds know how to party down. Yeah, what's the movie where they made the girl that they Weird fought? science. Weird yeah. science. Now do we have, what, what do we have now? The Big Bang Theory. What yeah. do we have now? VR porn. porn. What the fuck is that? Like, rightfully like, I would kill Sheldon with my <laughs> SUV if I had the chance. Yeah. <laughs> this is so interesting because I, I feel like I like scientists better a, a lot more now they have uh, way more ethical standards and 50 scientists seem kind of fucked up but but no one listens to them that's, but that's sad but that's probably what it is right well like since they have more ethical standards they can't do the flashy shit that like greatly deprives other people of you know their health or whatever say like with the nuclear bomb testing but like if you're not near that you're looking at that being like whoa that big boom that was but that even was crazy. beyond like the flash and spectacle. Like I think a lot of the reason why science is maligned now is that a lot of scientific thought and uh, research basically says we need to stop capitalism. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that, the only logical explanation you can draw from the findings that we're getting about like ecosystems and like how the climate is changing is we need to stop production on everything and like completely rearrange our economy. Right. And that's and where the a lot people of, in power do not want that and, to happen. And that's where like a lot of anti-education sentiment that's, comes yeah. into right? Yeah, because we haven't even touched on the fact that companies literally like fund science that's opposite of what scientists say. Yeah. They literally we, we fund disbelief. That, but yeah. it's like, and that's the thing. I was going to mention like the fact that part of the reason why there is so much distrust of scientists is because there's so much there's manufactured opposition yeah. that's paid for. Like yeah. you can look at the Koch brothers who like, in the U.S. would just, like, pay for pro-fracking groups and, like, yeah. they would find research or pay scientists to generate research. One of the favorite things I've seen with COVID denialism, it's like, oh, 5,500 doctors can't be wrong. I'm like, yeah, what are the other millions of doctors? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's my favorite one um, is when they, they show, like, a clip of one doctor and they're like, this guy's a doctor the and Prager he says such and such. And then, and yeah, yeah, like... It's yeah. like the nine out of ten dentists. <laughs> it's like yeah, where you're like the one dentist hates Crest. Yeah. And it's like yeah. maybe well, like nine other dudes love it. So I don't know. One out of ten doctors says coronavirus is not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and it's like what about the other nine? Oh, like they maybe, died of coronavirus. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe listen to like the majority of the group, but like. Yeah, fringe doctors and stuff like that. I feel like that's a whole other topic. Yeah. So, yes. Dean, you're saying we need to uh, start a cold war with China. Yes, and, and, that is how we fix this problem. And, <laughs> and we need to say we need to beat all these problems like climate change because if we don't, the Chinese will kill us or something. Yeah. And then it'll go well. Yeah, if scientists were like anti-commie, you would get again. so many, again, you would <laughs> yeah. get so many of those like right-wing people but, again. Yeah, but the right? problem yeah. is you can't. You can't fix all these problems. You Without can't fix communism. climate change with capitalism. So yeah, well, not that's yet. what I mean. Like, like science has to lie. But again, the goal is to not fix again. climate change. The goal is to make scientists cool again. Oh. Is, is what we're talking oh, about, gotcha, right? Gotcha. Okay, cool. Uh, but yeah, so we have on one side we have scientists who claim that they are apolitical, uh, objective entities uh, that have no biases. On the other side, we have the right wing, which demonizes scientists as like lying globalist pansies uh, who are just out trying to make a buck. What about the libs? What about, what about the, libs, the libs, folks? We haven't Nobody, been talking about the libs. The Nobody are thinks the libs. about what the libs. About? Nobody's talking about the libs. Nobody's talking. We've been talking for an hour. Nobody's talking about the libs. No one's talking about them. This is, I think, the crux of the issue. I think this is the. Again, there's a lot of uh, problems, but this is the one that really sticks out to me, is science as a cultural signifier, as yet another battle that we wage online in real life to no end, no event. War on Christmas, war on drugs, war on science, right? Uh, So, like, I'm sure, like, uh, you folks have a lot to say about early 2010s internet culture. (laughs) 
<laughs> I lived it, no, baby. I don't. I you, was a preteen. Yeah. So. <laughs> you well, have, I, you I have your epic it. bacon. Uh, uh-huh. Icon has cheeseburger. You, yeah, Icon has cheeseburger. The undisputed. Yeah. See, Megan literally laughed I, at this. Okay, Icon has. I was laughing because I didn't even read those online. We we brought like bound books of Icon has cheeseburgers because oh they God, used to sell them at like Indigo, yes, they and we would flip did. through and be like, "Ha ha!" That was oh, a real cat furniture. doing something. <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't be doing that. But yeah, you have, and also you have. Vsauce style, amazing atheist adjacent, yeah. like science bros, right? Yeah, yeah, the the post Mythbusters. Yeah, like remember, like the types. Big Bang. Yeah, Big Bang theory. Like you would get like loot boxes, and like you would be like, oh, I have like periodic table like bed sheets. This is and just so, Dean. Yeah, and yeah, sounds like a Dean thing. Shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> but I was I was getting stoned in 2010. Dean yeah. has many John Green Pizza T-shirts. Everybody, yeah. I, I have one, and we threw it out. <laughs> I was playing football in 2010. Like I was doing cool shit. Was, You're old. Okay, yeah. all right. Maybe, maybe it was just me. Maybe I'm the only one familiar Curiosity. with this subculture. But this is very much a thing. In 2010. No, okay. Nerd culture was obviously a big nerd thing. culture, but yeah. specifically science nerd culture. Okay, all right. And building your identity around being someone who likes science. This was a thing. Now, a lot of these guys in the last 10 years have just become Nazis who like measure their skulls with calipers. Or just to, YouTubers. Yeah, they got yeah. Ru- well, they yeah, got, that, yeah. That, what did I say? I said Nazis. Yeah. They got, uh, <laughs> they got rune the tattoos on their knuckles. The other half of them are lib science guys now. They are Biden people. In the same way that like Biden believes in science, whatever that means, they believe in science. And they they talk about it at parties and like yeah maybe they have like they're science literate sure and like they watch a lot of Discovery Channel and National Geographic and stuff but they've sort of they've dominated this the market and uh, especially as the internet makes everything more atomized and more uh, split apart and like removes any sort of universal public forum these like science communication outlets uh, both public and private. sort of serve people who are already really engaged and really interested in science like discovery channel shark week right yeah like it's just like a lot of nerds who really like sharks like watch shark week i feel like shark week is universal yeah actually i think everyone likes shark week bloodhound gangs uh discovery channel (laughs) it's like you know the guys who watch discovery channel they wear monkey outfits yeah yeah they sing about fucking mammals that's (laughs) a I would love that. The only people that have paid attention to science in the last 20 years are the Bloodhound Gang. <laughs> it's the Bloodhound Gang. The Bloodhound Gang is Bizarro ICP. I'll have to Ooh, teach you guys. I know yeah. a full dance to that song from camp. I fucking hate that. Because the audience for science communication has become so niche, it makes it really difficult to bring new people into the fold and show new people this scientific research and get them interested in learning about it, right? Uh, so you have a, a more niche, more dedicated base that gets smaller and smaller and smaller for commercial scientific communication outlets, uh, which, you know, ain't it when it comes to convincing people to wear masks. But also uh, you have just the general cultural signifier that is college. And like this is borrowed a lot from Matt Chrisman, but the idea of college as it becomes less valuable in the job market, as well as less financially accessible, it becomes less of a actual tool uh, in the economy and more of a status symbol. Yeah, it's a uh, social distinction. It's a social distinction. You either went to college and you have these ideas and these principles, or you didn't and you don't. I think it was always like that, though. It I was always like that, but it's become more like that as our country decays. I. I honestly, like, I keep coming back to this because I am struggling with this college point because I understand the economic difference. I understand how much the inflation on college tuition has risen. Totally has, like, harder to go to college. Poor people are having a way harder time going to college. But, like, the the racial significance of, like, a lot of people of color now go to college who could not have gone before. Like, I... I feel like just saying that it is this, like, it used to be that, you know, if you, like, worked a little bit hard and were kind of smart, you could go. Like, that wasn't the case at all. Like, like there was there was literal rules that people of color couldn't go to college. So, like, I, I don't know. I think now more than ever, it's just, uh, it's been 
skewed into this idea of uh, college and university as being impractical um, when it comes to be joining the workforce. Whereas at one point it was necessary to get like not a high earning job, but like more of like an expansive job, I guess you could say, like to have skills that were more applicable to like higher earning jobs. Whereas now you have people that are like, why go to college? You can just like work there's, I don't even know what you could do. There's still a like, lot of like, but the there's still so many like barriers in you. You like, there's a lot of positions where you can't go higher in your company without a bachelor's degree. Right, but what I'm saying is the the, the people that are opposed, their argument has changed. Where at one point it was college is expensive, now college is a waste of money. So like, if those people see college as a waste of money, and you spent that money, then you then are using college as a. Uh, a cultural signifier. Yeah, it's it's so yeah. to end up working at a job yeah. where like you know you're working at a bar, <laughs> yeah. you're working at yeah. uh, Starbucks or something like that, and it's like you didn't have to have a college degree in order to do that. So people see that as a waste of money, and, and the they, purpose of it yeah. is to make yourself feel better. Yeah, and, and you seem argument. like an idiot for going to college. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and what are you gathering from your time at college? You, like, yes, you get your degree, but you you learn how to talk the talk and walk the walk, right? You get all these like you know upper middle class liberal mores, mm-hmm. right? You like pick up a lot of like woke social justice language. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but uh, that's sort of indoctrinated into you. And people who don't go to college who like still live in their bumfuck hometown don't get that. And what I'm arguing is that belief in science and like having faith in science is one of these traits that are picked up by like the college educated that is not picked up and internalized by uh, people who just went to high school. Uh, And this creates a stratified like sort of divide where a a lot of people who aren't listening to NPR just don't accept science because like, why would they? They've b- never been given a reason to. Uh, and you have a government that is so fucking inept that the fucking Surgeon General Fauci a few months ago says like, oh, yeah, like, um, you know, don't don't wear a mask. It doesn't actually help. Oh, I don't want to run on masks or gloves. You don't need PPE. So don't worry about it. And then three months later says, actually, you do need to wear a mask. Everyone needs to be wearing a mask when they go outside. That creates distrust. You know, and if you have, if you're not on the good team uh, with all the like the good cultural mores uh, that knows like, oh, I listen to science because that's what good people do, and you're like, well, no, fuck off. What have you ever done for me? Uh, why would they give a shit? So anyway, I'm, I feel I did talk a lot. Uh, that's all I have. I don't know if you guys have anything else you want to add about anything that I've said. I also do want to just say to our listeners, please let me know if you have any ideas on any of this because I'm still trying to work through this, trying to figure out exactly how we tackle this problem because I see it as a really big one. One of the things that I I didn't like about what you had to say about this, we have to be mindful sometimes about how we talk about people who, like Megan was saying prior, who aren't afforded the opportunity for post-secondary education. Because uh, then what ends up happening is you grow that austerity when in many cases, not every case, but in many cases, the opportunity itself was never there. No, that that um, I'm, that is the exact opposite of what I'm trying no, to say. No, and I know it yeah. is. What I'm saying is like these are people who have never been given a reason to trust science right. or to give a fuck about what scientists say. Right, right. What do we do about that? Yeah. I'm not like, begr- like, oh, why don't you believe <laughs> right. the guy? Like he has got so much education. Like yeah. he, Like this guy's got a PhD. You should listen to him. I'm not saying that at all. I'm like, yeah, why would you give a fuck what this guy has to say? He's yeah. never given you a reason to trust him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's the key point is, and that comes back to what you were saying before too, where it's actually not the individuals that haven't been exposed to those things. It's not their fault. And this isn't even in a pity way. It's because it hasn't had to apply to their life. Exactly. Yeah. Because like you can talk about like, you know, plastic eating bacteria in the ocean but what does that mean when uh you know i'm working at the walmart in yeah 50 hours a week trying to feed my kids Uh, yeah it it means nothing right it literally means nothing Mm -hmm. because you know the world can get one degree hotter but like i won't notice anything like that until it's too late it's like by saying like i believe in science and like oh i watch the discovery channel uh (laughs) and like you know i me baby yeah i listen to radio lab and i know all these things (laughs) Uh, you're just like helping create this class this stratified like caste system of again educated versus Mm non-educated um and my argument is if you're so fucking smart why why can't you impart these ideas on others i think with that folks 
I don't know if anyone has anything science else to Science rules. Science rules. To make weird science, too, and win the trust of the American people. I, th- I think <laughs> yeah. we've actually filled out our time, Dean. Yeah, we have. I think we need to, uh, yeah, as Jesse said, science, stop caring about climate change, start caring about making hot girls with a computer. Yeah. Um, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want a 5G uh, big titty goth GF. <laughs> yeah, please, please God. Well, that um, happens in Blade Runner size. 2049. Yes, it does. It's dope. Hell yeah. Uh, one last thing I'll add before we leave. Please, folks, uh, we're hoping to do a Q&A episode. Uh, hopefully, it'll air on the 31st, like the the very last episode of the year. Oh, that'd be really nice. Yeah, it'd be fun. A New Year's uh, Eve episode. So, yeah, we'll definitely, we'll plug this on our social media, too. But if you have any questions about previous episodes, about uh, our addresses, or about, uh, you know, anything else that what we... What clothes we wear to yeah, the podcast. things that we haven't talked about. Uh, what I Yeah, what I'm wearing right now, what I'm not wearing right Can now. Can you buy my panties? How yeah. big my feet are? How big mm-hmm. Chance's feet are? <laughs> <laughs> Do, can I see them? Yeah. <laughs> How much per leg? The whole like, thing is actually just us flirting with each other. Yeah. <laughs> so Dean, uh, do you Except know that Dean. you're? Do you yeah, know that out. you're really cute, Dean? <laughs> like, like that's the Q and A. Yeah. Can you release the uh, cut bits where Jesse says rude things? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's mostly him threatening the lives of people that we sort of know. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the least people that we run into on the street. Yeah. Yeah, with my car. <laughs> 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 but yeah, uh, please hit our Q and A. Uh, send. You can send uh, your messages uh, to our Instagram uh, or to our emails. The links for those are in the description. Um, Uh, The other thing is we should let people know that we're talking about doing a Christmas episode for all. uh, Everyone's going to be, you know, going through a Christmas time this year. Uh, That's pretty unique in comparison. Next year, I promise we'll do a Hanukkah episode. Yeah. Yeah. Next year, we're going to do eight full days straight. (laughs) Yeah. Now we're talking. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, no, and, and we're planning. We're, we have some ideas in the works for a Christmas episode, so please uh, look forward to that. Too. Yeah, that'll be fun. But yeah, uh, thanks very much, folks. Uh, we'll see you next week. Woo!